Hi guys, welcome to my podcast, Everyday Dialogue with Fabian Morgan. Um, on this podcast, we're going to be talking about loads of different stuff, just everyday conversations we have with friends, with family, um, some of our thoughts, whether it's about relationships, love, money, career, regrets, decisions, good decisions, bad decisions, you name it, we'll talk about it. On this podcast, I'll be talking about some of our personal experiences, my perception and my perspective on many different things. And also I'll be having some guest speakers come on as well to speak with me. Some of them will be friends. Some of them will be people I've admired and they'll be talking about their everyday experience. So this podcast is for us everyday people that's out there living our life and just trying to survive each and every day. So welcome. Okay, guys, welcome back to my podcast. On today's episode, the topic is called Stepping Up. And I wanted to talk about this topic because I really want to kind of show love to step parents. I don't think step parents get enough credit for the amazing work that they do with their kids or with their stepkids. And I'm someone that was raised by my stepdad as well. Like he stepped in and became my father and raised me. And I really appreciate what he did so I just kind of wanted to do a, a podcast that was dedicated to being a step parent and the ups and downs and um, just the journey so I invited an extra special guest so my friend Raquel is here to join me um, I invited him because he's currently a step parent and I really wanted him to kind of share his experience and um, just talk about what it's been like for him because I'm sure probably when he was a child he didn't envision his journey to be this way so it would be really really good to kind of hear his perspective so welcome Raquel thank you for joining me hello hello thanks for having me Thank you. So, um, Raquel, I wanted to ask you, I, I mean, I, I've met your girlfriend, Safina. She's amazing. I absolutely love her. And I actually remember when you and her first met and you were telling me all about her and you were smitten and infatuated and in love and stuff. Tell me about how you and her met and how was that experience? And at what point did you actually re um, find out that she had kids? Um, it's actually quite a funny story. So we, we grew up in a similar area, so we have a lot of friends and friends, old friends, right? And we would see each other, like, online every once in a while. Okay. Um, but, but one day, when, when we were working together, um, she actually just slid into my DMs and was like, oh, should we go out sometime? And at the time, I wasn't seeing anyone, and I hadn't been seeing anyone for a while, so I was like, you know, like, sure, why not? She's a gorgeous girl who would say no. And then, um, but because I had her on social media, I knew she had it's um, when we were speaking and stuff, she told me she had kids, like, pretty much right away. It wasn't, like, a secret or anything like that. Okay. And to be honest with you, I was really open to it. Like, I was young at the time, man. Like, I was 21 in it, so no one pictures, you know, like, at 21 that they'll become, be becoming a step that will take them on such a such a um, magnificent role. But because my dad was a stepdad as well, not to be my... I, I live with my biological father, my biological mother, but I've got stepbrothers and sisters that have grown up with me and... and um, my oldest sister isn't his, but he's raised a daughter down the aisle and, you know, all sorts of... Mm. And we fostered um, when we were young. So something I was always... I'm, I'm, the idea of just having love for kids on your own isn't something that was strange to me. So, But, yeah, with um, with time, it is, it is quite scary and quite tough. But, you know, you just kind of just do what you've got to do. Um, wow, like, 21 is really, really young. That's amazing that you actually took up that responsibility at 21. I actually remember, like, even my stepdad... Um, I salute him because similar to you, my mom had two kids. So she had me and my brother when she met him. So he obviously met us. And when he, he became my, my dad and we he was raising us, 
I never once felt like he wasn't my dad. Like he really treated me and my brother as if we were his own kids. And when my mom and him had my younger brother, who was his biological child, at no point did I feel he's getting any preferential treatment than me. I've always felt the love equally. And I think that's something that's so important when it comes to um, raising stepkids, especially if there's also biological kids involved. You want it to you want it to feel like a proper blended, blended family. So when you were going in and you obviously took on this role as being a step parent, were you scared? Was that did you have any anxiety? Did you have, did you have any fear before you decided to do it or as you went went on that journey? Out of curiosity, how old was you when your um, stepdad came into your life? I was seven. Okay, yeah, because when I when I came into um, my kids' life, they were they were six and seven, and I I I, I wanted it. I feel like it's, it's 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 different depending what age they're at because of course they've got a certain um, relationship with their mother by then and their real father by then, and it can potentially, fortunately not in your case, seem intrusive. Mm-hmm. But where I was in my my children's life from one and two, and, and I pretty much moved in my girlfriend right away after Nottingham, so there's no there's no barrier there. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean but yeah um, sorry to go back to kind of what you're saying as well is that when I do have slight fears about when I have my own kids if I will be preferencing um, my biological kids but me and Safina have a really open relationship so I, if I if I ever feel that way or like she'll, she'll pull me up on it and stuff like that you know but it's something that I'm, that I'm kind of fearful that because that, I don't want them to feel neglected any form of way just because once my kids come along you know yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. So you do want more kids at some point? For sure, for sure. We think. Well, we initially want two, but because living prices looking, <laughs> it might it might have to be just the one. But you know what? It 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 will be a blessing regardless. You know. <laughs> yeah. And we gotta consider the age gap as well. We don't want because I'm a, um, a kid with a big age gap from my siblings. Yes, it's something we want to consider, which is kind of more that we, why we want to go for two so that they, they, it's not just like one kid on ends because when, cause when it's a big age gap it kind of feels like you just have elder, a lot of elder guardians and so we kind of only you kind of still feel now. like an only child like, even though you have siblings is that what you're saying yeah yeah until you reach a certain age that's what it was for me until you reach like 18 20 and you can actually go out and do things with them you just feel like you've just got like extra parents you know yeah was there anything that you learned about yourself since you've been a stepdad was there anything you found out about yourself resilience mm. i didn't i did not realize um how resilient i am i mean i've always figured i was quite resilient and and stuff but yeah resilience for sure wow okay okay um what would you say are some of the challenges that you're currently facing being a stepdad what would you say is the most difficult thing about it oh, the most difficult thing about it is um i would say at my age because because then they're, and they're not my because they're like twenty one. There's not a lot of people that can relate to it. So I, I um I now have one friend that's got a kid. A lot of my friends don't have kids yet. I just got one friend um that's actually got his own child from like two years ago. Mm-hmm. So now we have that. I've got someone to talk to about being a father. Like we can have father conversations. Mm-hmm. That wasn't something that I could have before. Um, but because I you know like I said I had my dad. I, I would always go to him more so for for advice on that front. What would you say is the most rewarding thing about being a being a dad? Watching them grow, man, it's mm. crazy. Like it's crazy, favorite man. Like we we get um, you know, your Snapchat memory comes up, things like that, and you're like, wow, this is what we did four years ago. This is how young they look, this is how small they look, and stuff like that. You know, so when they when you just watching them grow, it's just it's rewarding because you see them develop, and it's little things. You know, you remember teaching them to read, and then 
all of a sudden they're telling you the time and things like that, you know? Mm. And it's just those moments when you're like, bro, like, you really, like, I say some things, like, we're watching TV and something comes up and I go to tell them a fact about it, like, a country fact or something. They're like, yeah, I know that country, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 yeah, it's rewarding. It's nice to see them, like, slowly become their own their own person. Okay, that's good. What about the, um, their biological dad? So do you have a relationship with their biological dad? And I'm sh- based on what you're saying, I think you mentioned that they also have a relationship with their biological dad. So how how is that dynamic? Is it is it difficult to navigate for you? Do you communicate with him? How is it? How has it been? It's a very strange dynamic. So we we don't have a relationship at all. We do have each other's numbers for like emergency and stuff, but it's literally just high and by when I see him. Um, for me, the reason why it's like that is because when him and Safina broke up, it was literally like she got with me pretty much right away, and obviously we've had a very successful relationship. Whereas their relationship was um, in turmoil for like I think it's three or four years towards mm-hmm. the end of it. So when he was he was about her in it. He wasn't. He wasn't happy that she'd moved on so soon, and and it meant a lot. It hurt him a lot because obviously he had to leave his house, and I pretty much moved it right away. You know, mm-hmm. there's no overlap, by the way. I'm just clarifying. <laughs> <no overlap. laughs> but um, but yeah, um, like like she's like I said, she she hit me up because she had just finished it with him officially, but he hadn't moved out yet, and she was ready to just go out there and just have some fun. And fortunately, it worked out for us, you know. But yeah, our relationship because of that, he wasn't very open to like talk to me and stuff it'd be like because um he would be here sometimes it's like if we're out on the weekend and we come back or if he's got the kids um because at the time he didn't have a place to stay he was kind of like house house um hopping mm-hmm. so when he'd come to see the kids he would just come in and we would just go out and give him his time and it'd be like when when she comes back she'll come in um give him 20 minutes to grab his stuff and then as opposed to us both coming back and be like hey what's up and like talking to him but it's weird because they're very similar like, interests I feel like if you did have a conversation, there'd be some decent stuff to talk about. And so I'm an open guy. I would be open to having a relationship with him, but it's not, it, I don't feel it's my responsibility to try and nurture that relationship because I'm not the one that blocked it. I was always, I'm still open to, stay, okay. to have that relationship if it ever comes about. But I'm not going to be the one trying to nurture it. It's not, it's not my, my, my responsibility to nurture it at all. Yeah, definitely. I, I understand that. And, what advice would you give to a man out there who is likes a girl and is probably considering dating her, but he's a little bit skeptical about taking on her kids and things like that? What advice would you give someone who is about to step into being a step parent or is skeptical about being a step parent? Think about it. Ask for advice if you have any. If he if he knows anyone that's a step parent in his life, like you know, cousins, family, friends, relatives. That as a step parent, ask them for their opinion and take it seriously because, like I said before, it's it's not it's it's it's, it's detrimental to their health. If you hear, you hear really bad stories about step parents, you know, and and it can really leave a dent on some people if you come into life and play this role and keep it moving. And it's easier for you to keep it moving because, of course, they're not your kids, so that responsibility doesn't necessarily fall on you, but it's on you to to respect that responsibility as well, you know. Yeah. And ha- at any point has the has been parents or having kids has that ever put a strain on you and Safina's relationship at any point? Of course. Of course, not um not between each other though. We we've, we've always had love for each other. Mm-hmm. We admire one another. We we're, we're in absolute bliss. But in terms of financially, 
and try and buy. I mean, we went to a place in London and we're raising two kids and we're only, we've only just turned 27 and 28, you know what I mean? So, unfortunately, Safina, because where she's had so young, she hasn't been able to set up a career as of So, she's just been studying. Hey! hey. So and, um, and, of course, I, I, I'm, I have to work. I just have to work, man. I have to work. And it's... um. But I know that one day, like, what I do now, I'm very comfortable in, but I've had some jobs that I didn't want to do, but I knew I had to do them because those have to get paid, you know what I mean? So, yeah, more more, financial, more financially and um, just trying to get by and, and stuff. And it's tough because, of course, the kids are at a certain age, and because we're not on a kind of income that we'd like to be on, we have to sacrifice some things, not just between ourselves, but as a family, like, we would do take them on holiday and you know like things like that now now that they're old and have those memories but it's just it's just it's really not the financially but it like i said it is what it is i mean you believe you believe that they will come and we're getting there like i said she's just been studying we're in that kind of transition transitional dynamic where to be able to have a little bit more financial freedom yeah that's that's definitely a struggle i think for a lot of people especially now with the cost of living crisis a lot of families are struggling especially like school uniform school lunches it's 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 like i don't have any kids and i can see how difficult life is right now so i can't even imagine what you are going through especially having two children and then the older they get the more money you spend because they've got more interest they've got more things that they want to do there's co- extra curriculums there's sports there's yeah. it's a lot it's, it's it's tough because um now that you know they're back at school and stuff there are there's this dodgeball club that they want to join but we just can't afford it man and i'd love for them to, to join it and and you know have fun and it gives us a little bit more time on a friday a little bit more freedom for um like while she's looking for work it gives us a little bit more um, leeway hour wise mm-hmm. but it's just it's just outside of the budget unfortunately and sorry i just want to um tell you a little story so not just the cost of living crisis but even like two years ago going from covid our covid experience was completely different to a lot of my friends and age mates so for example they you know live at home with their parents and stuff and they have their jobs whereas for me as you know i had to take quite a lot of time off for eczema yeah severe eczema and then getting back into work i started a um working for a courier company in the january of 2020 and this was just an agency role so if i don't go in i don't get paid um anyway skip forward a bit furlough comes in people are losing jobs it's like that. Oh, i'm stressing thinking oh well am i gonna get knocked out, picked out for me, like, what's going to happen? Mm. Um, fortunately, they kept me on, but they took all of their people that were employed on furlough. And then now what I was doing was I was doing deliveries um, business to business around London. So if, as you can imagine, as businesses are closing, the routes are getting smaller and smaller. So all this time I'm just working, doing what i got to do, doing overtime when I can. It comes to the end of August and, you know, furlough just got cancelled, so all the agencies are coming back. They just dropped me, bro. I had a I had a really good relationship with the manager, but they just completely dropped me. I, I figured I was I had a decent enough relationship for them to give me a heads up at least so I can start applying for something else because they know I've got responsibilities. Like I said, I, I had a really good relation. Oh, I felt I had a really good relationship with the manager, so I I, I feel like he did. I thought it would me that was better to just let me know because mm-hmm. he knows my situation. But unfortunately, not. Anyway, jobless for about two months, getting by. And then I ended up doing um, something called a gig where they send me to different warehouses to do like 12-hour shifts all over the country. But I'd, I'd be in like Reading one week, 
and then stoke on trent there for two weeks or something just doing 12 hours shifts every single day that i was up there and the money wasn't great i'm away from the kids we're just going through covid so you don't want to be away from everyone and christmas is around the corner so i have to do what i have to do so we can get presents and survive you know mm. and then the most heartbreaking thing about when i was having to do that is that when it got to new year's i was like okay cool christmas is done i just want to spend new year's at home i just this week i just want to be off i've, I've worked all um all thing you know and this is covid so you can't be sick you know what i mean like you got a little tick in your cold you can tickle in your throat you can't be showing that you get it um and yeah they said they said like if i don't do the new year's then i'll just get drops and of course that's what i want so i ended up spending new year's away and the people that i was with like that were doing it as well were in a similar position in terms of they didn't want to be there on new year's but it is what it is so we didn't make the most of it but that that new year's eve was that was that was really that was a really tough night man I was out with everyone till probably about ten, but the minute I got to eleven, I went home, FaceTime to Fina, and we just we just spoke about how what we need to do is to realign our goals and how we're gonna get there, you know. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah, man. That's that that's tough. It's it's that whole. I think one of the biggest thing I got from everything you said is one of the biggest things that you have to do as being a parent is sacrifice. There's so many things that you have to sacrifice. You have to sacrifice your own feelings. You have to sacrifice your free time to make sure your kids are okay. And as you're talking, I remember um, my stepdad used to work. Um, he was like in maintenance and carpentry and he worked for um, one of the hospitals in the UK. So he used to do a lot of the maintenance work. And there was loads of times where he was also on call and I'll see him come into the house and we're having dinner as a family and his phone rings and he has to leave his dinner and go back out to work for another two to three hours. And he did that so we can have food on the table so we can be okay. He worked his ass off and he, he taught me everything I needed to know about being a man and um and and all those life skills he really taught me a lot he taught me more than my biological father did he was my dad and the thing is i know my biological father but he just didn't step up to the role of being a dad and wanted to build a relationship with me so i really salute my stepdad and i salute you raquel because as you said yeah it's not easy that's man yeah that's a that's an interesting story because of course at those um at those ages you don't it's just part of life but as you grow up and you start taking on responsibility and coming into your own and realizing how tough the big bad world is, you really get a new appreciation for watching your parents do things like that, you know? Yeah. And would you say that you had to grow up very quickly when you became a dad? For sure. But I'm still, but I'm still like a kid at heart, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, it's, it's weird. It's, it's weird because, um, like I said, a lot of my friends don't have, a, don't have kids, so not a lot of my friends have actually really met the kids like on a day out like they've come by and seen them and stuff mm -hmm. like birthdays and stuff like that but they've not seen me like in dad mode so when they see me in dad mode they're like wow Rico, you're like a whole different person you know what i mean because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm used to, like well i still am like fun and energetic but there's also that awareness you know when you're in dad mode that like, you see where, where are they what are they doing are they hungry are they in the toilet things like that you know mm -hmm. so yeah it's, it is um it is it is it is an interesting dynamic Oh, wow. Um, guys, I want to also share with you guys that Raquel has some of the best parties. So he always does like really cool <laughs> themed parties. So like he's had like a jungle theme party. He's had like a hippie themed party. And last weekend um, he um, threw a birthday party for his missus and um, the theme was 90s. So I went as um, Fresh Prince and he was dressed as Tupac. But his parties yeah. are lit and I'm, I'm always going to go to them. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you. We no. wanted to do a Halloween one so bad, but time and place, man. 
all in time, all in time. Yeah, definitely. And I want to say, like, I really look up to you and Safina and I really admire your love and your relationship. And you, you're you just showing, um, you know, like, obviously on TV and a lot of the times in the news and stuff, you you get, you you hear those representation of um absent fathers or young men not being dads and not stepping up to the role, but they don't shine enough light on men like yourself that actually do step up, that actually do take on the role and responsibility of being a dad. Like you hold your family down. And I really, really respect that. I really, really do. Thank you. you. That means a lot of man. Yeah, no problem. Um, Thank you very much for joining me, Raquel. Um, I hope you guys was able to get some positive um, information from that conversation. And it's, 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 I've got another level of respect for Raquel now actually even having this conversation because I've always known him to be a stepdad and be a dad, but I didn't really know the deep ins and out of his day-to-day operations and what the the, the day-to-day struggle is. So you've enlightened me and you've also made me give my dad an extra layer of appreciation as well. So yeah. thank you. No worries, man. Like I said, thanks for having me. And um, yeah, if anyone does want to, you know, talk about it, you're, you're more than welcome to pass on like, my socials and stuff and they can hit me up because... Like I said, it's not easy, and um, I, I listened to a few, uh, this, this um, something quite interesting about like um, black men, like uh, it's something that shines a light on like black men and stuff. And we we do need a support group, man, for for things like this. So because, like I said, it's not easy, and it does it, it makes it a lot easier to have someone to speak to that's in or been through something similar. So if anyone does decide to hit you up and and wants to speak on advice or anything, just feel free to give give my information away. Okay, course. brilliant, brilliant. Thank you so much, Raquel. Thank you for listening, guys. Thanks again for having me. Take care, guys. At the end of this video, guys, I would really appreciate it if you could subscribe, rate the podcast, and also leave a review. These are things that would definitely help more people to know about us.